Welcome to Last Time On, the podcast for people who want to watch all this prestige television, but who's got time for all that? I ain't got time for that. I'm Jafar. And I am Ben. And we are at Season 4, Episode 1 of our watch through of Breaking Bad. That's right. (laughs) We Uh, are now most of the way through Breaking Bad. (laughs) Right. We have crossed the halfway point in a mere five episodes of podcast. Mm -hmm. We are getting through this series real quick that's that's the plan that's how this is supposed to work very true i personally am looking forward to our next i'm gonna guess three episodes i'm not quite sure we'll see what the dice decide that feels about right three or four episodes i feel like i've been very consistently rolling like high eights and nines which is not necessarily high the dice pool was chosen to be statistically seven and a half yes has the average roll but like we didn't get a we haven't gotten a three no but we also haven't gotten like a 12 that's true so we haven't just skipped a whole season uh we did we skipped all of season one but it was a short season compared to the well, rest but we of watched the, the pilot true yeah we skipped the rest of season <laughs> one <laughs> So it's been a bit of a journey. Uh, just to check in before we get into the episode, how do you feel about this as a means of watching television? I have been shocked at how well I'm following along. You know, we mentioned this an episode or two ago, but I think that might be because this is just a really good show. Yeah, but also, I don't know, It there have definitely been some bits where I'm just... Okay, I can clearly tell I am missing a lot of context here. There was more of that this episode. Yes, and I think that's going to continue to be the thing the farther we get. Yes. I expect that to be the case for most shows that we watch, actually. The first couple episodes will make complete sense, and then we'll start to feel a little lost, and then you've watched six episodes, and you're in season four, and you just don't know what's going on entirely. Mm Mm-hmm. I do feel like other shows, it will probably be worse for us on. I don't know of shows that would be better. At least not serialized television. Serialized TV. Which is what we're doing. That's the whole point. I mean, if we ever find, if we ever, uh, you know, decide to watch Baywatch, I doubt that there's going to be a lot of continuity involved there. (laughs) Exactly. But then what's the fun? I will say, Jafar. Yes. I am distraught distraught yes disturbed perhaps uh this this episode perturbed even this episode hurts me it cut me deep yeah where's my boy gomez i assume where's my boy gomez i assume he's off in uh el paso i mean maybe i need to know gomez is okay (laughs) he might be dead (laughs) that's if uh, if he is not in our next episode, I'm going to be real worried about my boy Gomez. <laughs> well, we've got a bit to get to before we get to that episode, because we still have to talk about season four, episode one. 
And I didn't write down the name of the episode. Falling of Towards Apotheosis? Oh, wait, no. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ben, that's the Babylon 5 episode we're recording after this. This one is season four, episode one, Box Cutter. Uh, we open on the unboxing of the lab in a flashback. I'm wondering if every episode does this now or if we're just getting lucky. Or is it a flashback? Yeah, this is 100% a flashback. You think maybe... It could very well be. This lab was set up in the previous episode we yes, watched. but we don't know what happened in between. Everything in there <laughs> could have been destroyed, and they bought it new again. <laughs> That's fair. Because, well, it's setting up, the chemist Gale, who is setting everything up, is talking about the competition. Yeah. Wanting to meet the person who's doing this work. There's this no way. This really feels to me like something happened, destroyed the lab, and they are building it again. There's no way. There's no way. I 100% believe that is what happened. It might not be a flashback as far back as I'm thinking, but this is not like Gale gets shot and then all of a sudden Walt is captured in the basement. Like, no, there's, I mean, there's, there's, there's gotta be stuff that happens in between these two things. Oh, I, I completely That disagree. was in a previous episode. I, I, I think that it went immediately from, because most important thing, we have a chemist, Gale, he is opening up everything, talking about how great it is. Yeah. He is completely misusing a box cutter. You cut away from yourself. It's true. That is how I had a giant laceration on my finger one time. It is a problem someone else in this episode will experience. Yes, but I firmly believe that this was a Walt and possibly Walt and Jesse were working for Gus. Mm -hmm. Stuff fell out. He brought in Gale. See, I was under the assumption that Gale is who Walt had been working with instead of Jesse. Like, so we talked about how he was going to need an assistant, right? And how he was only going to need three months to get this guy up to speed. And that was what the contract was for that Walt took with Gus the last time we saw them. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the meth production is not going to stop. So we, I believe I even predicted he's going to get a new assistant to cook with last episode. I believe you did predict that. And I believe that is Gail. Gail is going to, is the assistant that Gus put him with. And was training him how to make stuff, which is why Jesse kills him. Because when they when it, they learned that they were no longer required and that Gale was up to speed, the plan was to just kill Walt and presumably Jesse. I don't know how Jesse came back into things, but I don't think it really matters too much. If it if it is as you propose, and Walt finds out, oh God, he's not going to pay me the three million dollars. He's just going to shoot me. Yeah. Okay, Jesse, you're the only person I can trust. You're on the outside. Yeah, go kill this dude. And then we'll be the only ones who can do the cooking. If you do the cooking by the book, then you'll have... Mm -hmm. That said, in this flashback, I did really appreciate our new chemist, Gale, going on about how I can give you 96% pure, but this other guy can do 99. And, like, man, like... That is crazy. From I need an you industrial to buy a machine yeah. to even tell you how much more pure this is. Yeah, I like from a I'm working in a chemistry lab point of view. This guy's doing great work, and Gus has to come as close as he can to my man. We are making drugs. 
96% is good. <laughs> Everybody else is making like crap. <laughs> 96 is fine. <laughs> yeah, he gets in a real tizzy about how pure it is. I just want to be pure. And uh, Gail tells Gus he can't cut it. Yep. That is the first of many box cutter puns. Yep. But we also get Gus saying some disparaging things about Walt in this scene. Which yes. makes me wonder what has gone down between the two of them. I think this is before they agree to work together. Yeah, but so that makes why sense. does Gus have this negative feeling towards Walt? I'm guessing it's more towards Jesse, to be perfectly honest. I mean, that would make sense. Um, but then we immediately cut to... Jesse firing a pistol. That must have been our cliffhanger that was mentioned in our episode preview. Yep. He shot somebody right in the teapot. Uh, somebody, yeah, somebody's calling 911 about the gunshot, and we zoom out to reveal Gail is who he shot. Right in the face. Which, because last time on, Gail was Walt's new assistant while he was working with Gus in the lab. Yep. As I've already established. That just, I don't know, that just clicks to me. It also makes sense why Jesse would want to kill him. Jesse doesn't seem stoked about this. And uh, they do seem friendly this episode. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing the animosity is put behind them at this point. Yeah, it's just like in there. I wonder what if, how this ended. Like the previous season, mm -hmm. I was really tempted to go back and watch the last like 30 seconds to see if we know that he shoots Gale or if that was the big reveal cliffhanger was who he shot. Mm -hmm. Like, was he going to go shoot Gus? Was he going to go shoot Gale? Was he going to go shoot... Victor or Mike or any of the other characters we've got running around in this episode. Is Victor the other goon? Victor is the other goon. Okay. Thank you, subtitles. I had subtitles on this time. That is how I learned Mike's name, but I did not know, I did not see a Victor, which did, I was very excited because next after the, the shooting, yeah. we see Walt in, in the lab being threatened with a gun by Professor Hickey. Yep. Jonathan Banks. Yes. Great get. R wrote in here, love to see Jonathan Banks. Yep. Uh, I love the amount of crossover there is between actors from Community and Breaking Bad <laughs> to the point that Vince Gilligan was in Community <laughs> for the episode where they play the VHS board game with the crazy cowboy prospector. That is the creator of Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was unaware. Yes. Lovely piece of trivia, Ben. Howdy! You look like a rare group of gunslingers. Also... I believe we now have more episodes that involve Walt and Jesse at gunpoint than we have episodes that do not. I wonder if that's just generally true of the show, though. I don't know. It might just be a fun, random happenstance of our style of watching the show. <laughs> uh, Jesse gets brought in, and Victor updates Mike on Gale. The next morning, uh, Marie brings Skylar the mail, which, given her habits brought up in previous episodes, do you think she stole this mail? From my understanding, so it is a bunch of opened mail. Yes. That she is talking about how the numbers keep going up and not down. To me, it reads as Skylar is paying Marie and Hank's bills. Mmm. I did not consider that. That makes so, sense. Yeah, we have now hit the point where Skylar, using some of the ill-gotten gains, is paying for or Hank. Hank and Marie. We know Hank's in trouble. We'll see that in a couple yes. scenes. Also, the Aztec is outside. 
Yeah, Skylar is surprised to learn Walt's car is in the driveway as she finds no evidence of him in the home. She takes the Aztec and moves it out of the driveway and down the street. Why doesn't she put it in the garage? Their garage is probably full of shit, Ben. Oh, okay. How many people do you know that actually park in their garage? Fair. Uh, Besides me, and the only reason I don't in my current home is because I've got that weird garage door that's physically too small for my car to fit in. Yes. Which I hate. Yeah, well... It's the one, it's the worst thing about this house. It makes it made it makes it so it's just your wood shop. So it, which is nice. Yeah, but uh, it was something where she's just driving it away, leaving it a few blocks over. But also, have you ever known anybody who was willing to leave a car somewhere with a key on the back tire? Oh yeah. Oh, I know people who have done this. Oh my god, really? Okay, I do. We know people who have done this. I could. Never do that. <laughs> Same. Same. Uh, imagine being that just carefree. Uh, I have had to, I've had people leave their key hidden on the car in a specific place for me in the past. Like a, hey, I'm coming in and I'm going to need your car at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Right. Whatever's going on. We worked nights for a long time in college. Yes. Um, and so this was not unheard of or terribly bizarre dear listener but i've definitely had it where it's all like okay i hid the key inside the gas cap or and stuff like that mm-hmm. um it's kind of like tucked in a plastic thing in the back wheel or something it looks like it might even be like have a magnet on there okay i have seen those where it's a little magnet case that you can like snap into a wheel well yeah it i i just thought he left his key just sitting on the back tire he might have. It's he hard m- to say. Well, I'm assuming if he's in a situation where he's just leaving his car somewhere mm-hmm. while he is now at gunpoint in a basement. Yeah, he knew what was happening. He, he was, was not super worried about, reason. well, what happens if the car disappears? Yeah. <laughs> Walt tries to talk Mike and Victor into letting them cook in order to keep Gus's schedule. Victor just starts cooking. Yes. Over at Saul's, the staff is sitting in his office when Skyler calls him. He's searching his office for a bug, I'm guessing. That's what it looked like. This was a more unhinged version of my favorite scene in every James Bond film, <laughs> where he goes through the the hotel room and finds all the bugs. It's in the phone receiver. It's in the uh, quilting of the headboard. This is just, hey, suddenly uh, Saul's ostentatious office is now his biggest enemy <laughs> because there are so many places to just hide shit. Yes, which is justice if I had to pick a word. Now, do you think anybody is actually on to Saul, or do you think that Saul is just panicking? Well, the next scene is him taking the call from a payphone, yes. and after he hangs up, he talks about leaving the country. So I have a feeling that Gus, whatever wrapped up Walt and Jesse with Gus, is also presumably going to wrap up Saul. Or at the very least, Saul thinks so. Yeah. I don't think he's, like, bugged by, like, the feds or anything. I think he thinks he's bugged by Gus. Ah, okay. Possibly something was said in his office that was repeated to him. That kind of a thing. It kind of, it has the a little bit of a too personal vibe and a too scared vibe to not be a very explicit threat. What if I want to have sex before I get married? Well, I guess you just have to be prepared to die. So now we get... Skyler at what I am is interpreting to be Walt's condo. 
Yes, that's what I wrote down as well. And she leaves. We know the because baby we see his car. Yes, <laughs> yes. I was gonna say we know it's Walt's condo because when she's searching through stuff, we see his tidy Walt Whiteies. Yes, we do. Now, it, is it a condo? Is it an apartment? We don't know. Um, it looks pretty condo-y to me. She pulls some shit to get in here. Though. Yeah, I was I was originally really pulling for my boy Locksmith Adam, but then he <laughs> cracks. You know, as soon as gets... the pills and the fake heart attacks start. Yep. She lays it on the heck. Um, Way past the point of, why didn't you just throw a a rock through the window? There's landscaping everywhere. (laughs) Like, you could have gotten access to this place so easily. (laughs) I mean, it's just, I don't know. It seems like it's more trouble than it's worth, but. And. Also, I have to assume that they are divorced at this point. It does seem like it. Because legally, if they were still married, she would be able to just show her ID and be like, this is my husband's apartment. But it won't show proof of residence. It'll have her old house. True. Which is, I'm assuming, what what Adam was looking for was, give me some proof that you aren't just a weirdo breaking into this house. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like, hey, this is my husband's place, you know, like, Mm -hmm. he has this condo to do work stuff and to get away from the baby I'm holding. But Adam can't pull up the lease. He doesn't know. (laughs) Fair. So she rummages through a bunch of stuff, and what does she find in the last drawer there, Jafar? A glass eye. Yup. Huh. Wonder whose that is. That is a very good question, so I'm going to ask you, Jafar, what happened to her? What the hell happened but I got the van. I am going to say that that glass eye comes from our faded thermite explosion in El Paso. Oh, okay. I'm going to pull back to, uh, it would have been season two, maybe mid season three there. Whenever the El Paso thing was season three. I mean, probably. Yeah. We don't know for certain. And that glass eye was like, from the dude that got exploded, and I'm going to say that... It's all that was left? <laughs> it, like, got embedded in, like, Walt's, like, car or something. Like, the explosion launched it, and it, and it got... Like, in... blew through the Aztec window? <laughs> yeah, it blew through the Aztec window or something like that, right? Like, he ended up with this souvenir of exploding a dude somehow. All right. I I know I'm so wrong right now, and I don't even care a little. I'm okay, because it, now we have a running theme of shit going through the Aztec windows. <laughs> um, we, know, we know a rock went through it, now we have a glass eye. That works. Marie gets home as Hank works on his rock collection. They're minerals. He's been injured. Do you think this is crystal healing that Hank is getting into? So you just purchased a new favorite fabulous crystals. It's a fabulous color and a beacon of light, but you can't feel it at all. But isn't it supposed to have a strong energy? I think more this is his way of hyperfixating on meth. Ah. He something happened. He has been clearly What do you think happened there, Ben? Could you tell me what happened her? What the hell happened? But I got the van. Where did Hank's injuries come from? So, when we last left off with Hank, he had just gotten another lead on the RV. Yeah. We know that Hank 
in my understanding, seems to be turning down other job opportunities because mm-hmm. he is hyper fixated on finding this Albuquerque meth manufacturer. Yeah. My guess is Hank starts doing some even more unhinged off the books searching for this meth dealer, even more than just climbing on top of random RVs and peeping (laughs) on senior citizens. And so he has gone rogue. He has gone off books. He is doing unlicensed, unsolicited police work. Mm -hmm. So Hank is now he's working rogue. He goes in, tries to break up a meth deal. He actually gets really close to finding out it's Walt. Mm -hmm. And then gets hit by a car as everybody is screaming out trying to get away. And because it is a unsolicited stakeout, no one okayed it. He didn't have a warrant. He got fired Ah. from, from the ATF. And so that is why they don't have any money. That is why Skyler is paying for Marie's bills. Mm-hmm. And this is Hank spiraling. I lost my job. I am now a broken man on a Halifax pier. The uh, last of Barrett's <laughs> privateer. Oh, the year was 1778. How I wish I was in Sherbrooke now. Yeah. Um, and uh, the only thing I can think about is crystal meth. And mm-hmm. so he keeps just buying crystals. All right. Over at the lab, Walt is critiquing Victor's cook when Gus shows up. Well, first, we get to see the greatest piece of equipment in the lab. They got science coffee. (laughs) They do have science (laughs) coffee. I saw that. I would love coffee out of that thing, but also be terrified to have coffee out of that thing. It does feel like. But you can get a coffee maker for seven dollars. <laughs> I'm guessing it was all extra shit. I'm I'm sure, but it's also it's probably something that Gail had set up. To be perfectly honest, he seems like the type. Yep. But fortunately, Victor remembers the aluminium. Yep. Gus shows up, and he is the loudest stepper, y'all. He is so creepy. And this scene. He doesn't say a word. We get this super crazy camera angle overhead of him walking through the lab. That's so good. Walt is just bargaining with him, even though he's not saying a word. He places, places the blame for Jesse killing Gail on Gus. Mm-hmm. It was clear Walt, to me at this point, Walt and Gail did work together. It, they at least are familiar with each other. Yeah. But Walt chooses himself over everyone and Gail had to die for self-defense. It's honestly this that makes me convinced Gale was the assistant and it was a flashback before because he is not familiar with that meth at that time and he is now. It does. This is some real gaslighty Walt. Like, look what you made me do. I'm only hitting you because I love you so much. Yeah, this is the Taylor Swift reputation era of Walt right now. I've got a list of names and yours is in red underlined. I I said last episode, I could listen to Giancarlo Esposito. I could listen to him read the back of a uh, a cereal box, even if it's just a maze. (laughs) Here he says nothing, and it is riveting. He is amazing. He's a fantastic actor, a master Uh, of his craft. We stand a legend. He just puts on some rubber scrubs, goes, kills Victor. Yeah washes up doesn't say a word the entire time gets up the stairs and is all like so fucking cook yeah like i killed the other guy 
what are you guys waiting for? Yeah. Oh. And Jesse is back on corpse duty. Yep. Jesse grabs Victor's body while Walt grabs a plastic tub. Mike watches, finally only helping to get the barrel upright. Yeah, it's just like, come on, man. <laughs> they fill the tub with hydrofluoric acid, which dissolves the body. Yeah, that body's going to be goo. And then they send the dissolving body and chemicals as hazardous waste. Yep. They also put the murder weapons in with it. Yeah. And they are lucky that floor is red because they are squeegeeing it off. Yeah, they're like mopping blood in what we get to a hell of a cut of someone dipping a french fry in ketchup at Denny's. Yes, there is a ton of Denny's product placement in this, and it feels weird. I've seen screenshots of, like, this show Mm -hmm. that clearly take place at this booth in Denny's. Oh, okay. So Denny's seems to be a reoccurring uh, fixture of, of the show? I'm guessing they sponsored the show. But that feels so weird, like... Yes, come to Denny's, where, uh, well, you're already on meth anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They are in the same Kenny Rogers shirt. Yes. Walt still has its size sticker on. Yeah. Uh, Walt tries to console Jesse about having to kill somebody. Do you think this is the first time Jesse actually killed someone? I don't think so. There was a bit of a to-do about it in season two, where he might have to kill Tuco. Yes. And he had admitted that he had not killed anyone. I don't think he's made it this far without killing somebody. I think this is the first time he kills someone. And he's, because he's clearly a mess afterwards, right? See, I think that that's actually, because we've also seen Walt killed somebody, killed two people in our pilot. Yeah. And then is still racked with guilt about how they're going to kill Tuco back in season two. I think that that is just their way of... Trying to keep keeping these characters humanized. It's like, man, you guys have a body count deep enough that you might be a little laissez-faire about adding one more to it. Also, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was something else. But to me, it really looked like Jesse is having a Grand Slam with Mountain Dew to drink. <laughs> and I'm just like... He's he's the type that would not drink coffee he's with abs- no amount of sugar or like, cream. It is either the yellowest sweet tea I have ever seen, or he was having pancakes and syrup with Mountain Dew, which what we saw in the RV episode fits along with Jesse's dietary choices. Can you handle... The rush. 100%. They, they move the conversation to next steps, and Jesse is reassured by the whole, whole ordeal because Gus knows chemists who won't talk that can cook don't just grow on trees. Yes. Jesse is the only, like, he is really making sense here. He's yeah. like, it's very he, he's unusual. got us over a barrel, but we can make better meth than anyone. And he's going to make our lives miserable because he knows we can't go away. Yep. So Walt is just like, he's going to kill us first chance he gets. And, and Jesse's, Jesse's just like, like, yeah, but he's not going to have a chance for a long ass time. We're, we're unicorns, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are the couple on the cruise sending out drinks. Like, yeah. it is a whole thing. Walt gets a cab home and his car is missing. Yep. Skyler comes out and they talk in the driveway. It's awkward, and they are clearly separated. It does seem to be the case. Over at Gail's apartment, the crime scene is being investigated, and Gail's notes on cooking we saw in the beginning of the episode are out on the table. 
And now I am forced to remember the immortal words of Stringer Bell. You don't take notes on a goddamn criminal conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the episode. Good ep. So I'm going to roll some dice here so that we can make some predictions and then we'll go over all of our previous predictions and see where we stand. All right. All right. That is a nine. So we're skipping ahead to season four, episode 10. All right. So first we do our predictions for this one. Then we go back and recap to give ourselves points. Lincoln, what are you doing up there? Guessing. I... Yes, no one's coming. I have seen into the future. You ruined the prophecy. All right. Uh, right? Yep. Okay. So data, my daytime prediction is Saul changes his name to Sal and starts practicing law in Mexico. All right. My daytime prediction is Walt and Jesse are going to kill Gus in an incredibly over-the-top fashion. <laughs> they are not. He is not getting a gale bullet to the face. Like, this is going to be a production. (laughs) My evening is, we never see Mike again. Ah. I know he's in this show a bunch. I remember hearing that and, like, it being a thing. He was in this show. I think by the time we get to season four, episode ten, he'll either be dead, off the show, whatever. He got his break. He's a working actor. My uh, evening prediction is also about Mike. It is, Mike kills a lot of people all at once. (laughs) My primetime prediction, Ben, you're going to love this. Gomez returns to finish the job Hank can't. Yeah! (laughs) Gomez, my boy. My primetime prediction is Walt and Jesse blow up the lab. Okay. That might tie into the daytime prediction. It might not. I think two of your predictions are very finale focused, and we've got a lot of show left. Uh, Gus is making it all the way to the finale? I got a feeling he's going to make it at least until the episode we're watching. Okay. If not farther. I'd assume he's going to be the antagonist well into season five. He's too good. I mean, yeah. All right. So going over predictions from season one, episode one, I said Jesse is going to get shot. Walt cheats on his wife and Walter's cancer diagnosis is incorrect. Now, if we believe they're divorced and we see him sleep with someone else, he's not cheating technically cheating at this point they were on a break so we'll see what it's like when we get back so far none of these are true all right my uh season one episode one skylar never actually writes anything i believe we gave myself a point for that my (laughs) evening man bogdan gets run over by a car in the car wash it's a feel-good moment i am sad we didn't see that i firmly believe it happened but i am sad we didn't see it and then primetime gomez is murdered violently by hank I hope that doesn't happen, because Gomez is my boy. My season two, episode one, Jesse accidentally spills a bag of meth because it isn't sealed. Marie comes Again, I firmly believe that has happened. Uh, Me too. Just not on camera for us yet. Uh, Evening is Marie comes to visit and steals Walt's hat. And primetime is Hank catches Walt. Walt cuts him in in the operation. Now, if... Walt's drug money is paying Hank's hospital bills. Is that he is cut not in cutting in the operation? him in. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, I could go either way on that. For our episode two, I had Tuco ends up working for Walt. That does not seem to be the case. Hank chooses between Marie's kleptomania and his job. He picks his job. That doesn't seem to be the case as well. In primetime, 
No one ever actually tries to turn Walt and Jesse in. Every problem is only because of their own paranoia and naivete. I still firmly believe that is the case. Gus, I think, has disqualified you from that. I don't the, think he's turning anyone in. I don't. Well, he's not turning anyone into the cops, but he's definitely a problem that is not just their paranoia. But I believe that everything that is wrong between them and Gus is their own fault. Had they just been professional, Gus would have been professional. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. It feels like they know Gus was going to try and kill them at the start of this episode. I think that they caused enough problems with them being shitty between each other that Gus now no longer has any tolerance for their bullshit. I believe that Gus is the, if you remember Arrested Development, he's the Wayne Jarvis of the uh, the crime world. Okay. What if I told you I am? A professional. <laughs> All right. My season two, episode nine predictions of the daytime and evening. I've already marked off as correct, which is they get an upgraded lab and Skyler finds out about Walt. Yep. And my prime time is they lose the baby. The baby is still around left in the car. So Yee. TBD, but yikes. Oh man. Okay. So my uh, daytime Kristen Ritter becomes a problem. I firmly believe that was the case. <laughs> I believe she's not a problem anymore. My evening, and I guess I now have a, a theme here. Mine was the RV explodes. I firmly believe everywhere where they make meth is going to explode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then my prime time, which was immediately proven wrong, was Skinny Pete is never seen, but is called at least three more times. As we <laughs> recall, the very beginning of the next episode, we saw Skinny Pete. <laughs> And then my season three, episode five predictions, Walt and Jesse bury the hatchet and cook together again. This has happened. Yes. I am scoring points. My evening, Walt and Skyler get back together. This has not happened. I no. am not scoring points. Or wait, that was my prime time. Sorry. My evening was Walt and Jesse's rift deepens, leading them to become rivals on the meth scene. I hold this happened with between Jesse and Walt and Gale. But we cannot know for certain. No. Mine, Jesse, and Walt reconcile. I'm scoring myself a point for that. As you should. They are both back in the RV, but to live, Walt's got that meth money. He got an apartment. Yep. And then Gus becomes a chicken magnate and leaves the drugs behind. That doesn't seem to be the case. That's why it was a primetime guess. So what do we got for this episode? All right. So we are going to be skipping ahead to... Season 4, Episode 10, Salud. With a badly battered Walt still recovering from the fight, Gus drags Jesse with him to Mexico to seal the deal with the cartel. All right. So that will be interesting to see how that ties in. I wonder who Walt was fighting. Gomez. Maybe. Maybe Mike. Maybe Mike got killed in episode nine. <laughs> and we just don't see him again. I'm going to say flashbacks don't count. Okay. Just getting that out there now. Just like I'd like to get out there, a big old thank you to Ripe for letting us use their song Goon Squad as our theme music. Still don't believe it. Still super psyched about that. They're touring until the end of August in New England. So if you live out that way and you like our theme music, you should definitely go see them. If you're not out that way... Uh, you can find all their music on Spotify, Bandcamp, all the usual places you find music. 
And thank you to Annette Lucina for your wonderful photograph of the TV we used to create our cover image. Thank you for making stock art and making it Creative Commons so that small-time artists like Ben and I can do something with it. Appreciate it. All right, and we will see you next time on Last Time On. Show you